Hey, this is Mr. Anderson, Anderson, and you are listening to Two Out of Three Falls. Yeah, 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 what up? You know, it's uh, Peter Rosenberg, Hot 97, ESPN, WWE Network, Cheap Heat Podcast. Um, let's see what else. I got mad jobs out here, but right now, talking all things wrestling with my man Randy Cruz, the Cruise Control Podcast. Sit back and stay mage. You're listening to Cruise Control with Randy Cruz. This is the voice of the New World Order. N-W-O. And Neil Furman's secrets of WCW Nitro. Graham Matthews, Bleacher Report, Fan Sighted, DDT. My man, how you doing? Doing great, Randy. How about yourself? Doing good, man. Can't complain. We're taping this on Thursday, May 14th. A new episode of the Two Out of Three Falls podcast that you can find on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Spotify. You can follow Graham on Twitter at WrestleRants. You can find me on Twitter at Randy J. Cruz, R-E-N-D-Y, the letter J-C-R-U-Z. If you're a fan of the show, just give us a download, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, so we had the Money to Bank pay-per-view on Sunday. We have a new Raw Women's Champion. We have a vacated Intercontinental Champion. Uh, some AEW, NXT stuff, and other things going on during the week. So right off the back, we knew that Money to Bank was going to be different than, than, than the norm. Uh, being at the PC and try to be, you know, be different outside the box with the main events, with the ladder matches. So from an overall standpoint, before we go into like a little, you know, by match by match real quick and obviously the, the, the two main events, what was your overall take for Money in the Bank? I thought it was a good show. I saw some people, you know, I think it was... I, I don't want to say it was a polarizing pay-per-view because it wasn't like, oh, I hated it or, oh, I loved it. But I thought all things considered, it was a good show. First of all, I can't complain about getting a two-and-a-half-hour show. I mean, in right. 2020, that's unheard of from, from any wrestling pay-per-view, let alone yep. WWE, that tends to overdo things. I mean, this year they had a... You know, in the past, the show's gone five, six, seven hours. We've had B shows go over four hours, which there's no excuse for when you have like a pre-show. And there's just no excuse when you have, when you have a four-hour pay-per-view. And that's what you kind of come to expect from the bigger shows, not from stomping grounds or extreme rules or whatever. <laughs> Thankfully, they cut it on the shorter side. They're starting to realize that, hey, with no fans in attendance, dude, they could do whatever they want. Right. Now, I don't know if it's a pay-per-view issue or they're telling the pay-per-view providers. Um, I, I mean, I guess this isn't a concern because I've heard nothing about it i don't think they're telling the pay-per-view providers hey we need to give you four hours of con otherwise they would have stretched the show out longer but because they're on their own network now they don't really necessarily have to do that and there's also no one in attendance so it's not like oh i paid for a four-hour pay-per-view they told me it would end around 11 eastern time and it ends at 9 30 what the hell there's no one there so they can get away with doing whatever they want um i thought the undercard was good I, I didn't think bailey and tamina was good at all i thought that sucked but you know it is what it is uh, i thought you know stroman and wyatt was what it was it was better uh, than i expected not a great match but it was good with the expected result i thought rollins and uh, mcintyre had an awesome match easily the best thing on the entire show i liked the tag team title match i thought the bobby r truth thing served its purpose and i really liked the main event now i think that was the polarizing 
was the Money in the Bank ladder matches at WWE headquarters. Um, I enjoyed it personally. I like the cinematic stuff. You can't overdo it. You can't do it all the time. But in this circumstance, in this instance, I thought they delivered. I enjoyed the comedic approach at certain points. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been better than doing yet another pair of ladder matches at an empty performance center. I don't know how AEW is going to get away with doing that at Double or Nothing because I we literally see ladder matches all the time, dude. Like they did one at WrestleMania. They did another one three days later on NXT. I'm so ladder matched out by this point. Um, so I'm interested to see how AEW does it. But I'm glad they did it at the headquarters. I thought the cameos were cool. Just overall, I was entertained. I was intrigued. And the outcomes certainly were not expected. So I thought overall it was a good piece of business. The card itself had, what, eight matches real quick. Jeff Hardy beat Cesaro. New Day uh, are still SmackDown Tag Champions. Uh, Lashley beat R-Truth. Bailey beat Tamina. Braun beat Bray. Drew beat Seth Rollins. And Asuka won the women's uh, ladder match. And Otis won the men's (laughs) ladder match. So, Mm -hmm. I like Drew and Seth. Uh, I agree. That was the best match on the card. The Braun and Bray. Uh, I mean, listen. Uh, I I don't know what they're doing with Bray. Um, to be to be really clear, Graham. Um, I've been spotty on watching Raw and SmackDown recently. Also AEW and NXT. So I'm, I might be part of the people that when it comes to watching stuff with no fans in the crowd, it might be difficult for me to. Uh, keep the channel on so I'm back and forth so I don't I didn't really know the story behind Braun and Bray as much but when I saw it I'm like okay it's not it's, it's not the fiend it's, it's regular Bray uh, decent match nothing really to you know talk much out of it I've seen a lot of people did not like the Bailey and Tamina match um, I didn't even see that match and um, to me the main events I thought it was cool I thought it was unique it's different listen they're trying to do everything they can and when it comes to cinematic stuff and elevators and weight rooms and you got Vincent there Bruce Pritchard you got different comedic elements and like I mean I think for what it for, for what it's worth and what they were trying to do I think they accomplished a lot um now if we're if we are in the same spot next year <laughs> with all this going on and they do a money in the bank at headquarters again would I want to see it sure Sure, no problem, but um, I just think that for what for what's going on in the world now, they put off two pretty decent to cool uh, main events. Now, Oscar winning, um, if me and you had done a preview show, I might have picked her. Uh, if not, I would have picked Shayna. And then um, for the men, I probably would have went with AJ or Corbin, but Otis... Otis got the briefcase. He never he didn't climb the ladder. So AJ was up there. He fumbled it. Otis caught it, and now Otis is the 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 holding person for the briefcase. So uh, fast forward to Monday night, we see Becky Lynch uh, had to relinquish the Raw Women's Title because of her pregnancy, but we did not know that in the actual briefcase that Oscar had was the Raw Women's Title. So as of today, Asuka is now the new Raw Women's Champion. Becky had the belt since WrestleMania 35, beating Rousey and Charlotte. And real quick, again, I know we spoke about this before, but like now the reign is over officially for Becky, and we'll, we won't see her till maybe a mania time next year. 
how do you how do you uh, categorize uh, Becky's reign as uh, the longest reigning Raw Women's Champion? I think it comes in at 399 days, if wow. I'm not mistaken, which, I mean, Damn. obviously the longest Raw Women's Champion they've ever had. Um, I don't think it's the longest Women's Champion they've ever had. I think Asuka held her title longer down in NXT by about maybe a few months. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think of people who've held their championships longer for the women. I'm not sure. I think Trish did a, a number of years ago. But nonetheless, though, um, I'm writing all about this actually tomorrow for Bleacher Report. But I think overall it was a very good reign. Will it go down as the greatest reign of all time? I mean, probably not. But I'm, Dude, how many times have we talked about here on this show how, in my opinion, and I know this is not the opinion of everyone, but I feel like it's a pretty popular opinion, uh-huh. that Becky's popularity, maybe not popularity because she's still very popular, her momentum peaked at WrestleMania 35. You know, going into WrestleMania, I think she was always better in chase mode uh-huh. than she has been as champion. That's not to say that she had a bad reign at all. She had great matches with Sasha. The Hell in the Cell match was one of the best of last year, if not the best main roster match of 2019. I love the uh, some of the Charlotte matches, although that was before she became champion, the Raw Women's Champion. That was over on SmackDown. They had some good matches. The Oscar match back at the Rumble was very good. Um, you know, you know, left the WrestleMania, she kind of dipped down a little bit with the Lacey Evans feud, the Natalia feud. People didn't really care too much at that point. She never really had a strong foil, and she did in Sasha for a little bit, and then again Oscar. But no one really felt like a true threat to the title until those two came around. Natalia wasn't a threat. Mm. You know, Lacey Evans certainly didn't feel like a threat to me. Um, Shayna Baszler did. I thought they had a pretty good feud going before they cut it short at WrestleMania. They could have done more there. I thought they would do a rematch of the pay-per-view. Maybe they were going to, and then she found out she was pregnant. We don't know the ins and outs of this whole thing yet in terms of when she found out. um, Because she said to People Magazine that she's due in December, which would mean doing the math that she's been pregnant since march or whatever i'm not Mm -hmm. exactly sure of the process i'm not i'm not familiar i'm not overly familiar with this whole thing Uh um but she may have been pregnant while they were taping wrestlemania i mean the early stages of it maybe she knew i doubt she knew then otherwise why would they have her compete uh she has been on raw since then albeit only uh maybe one or two times cutting promos so she hasn't been in action since then but uh, yeah, it, it's it, first of all, it's great. It's awesome news for Becky. Yeah. Um, she said that she's always wanted the kid, as I'm sure many people do, obviously. So really cool stuff. Very happy for her. It puts them in a precarious position. And I'm not going to say, oh, they should have taken the title off of her sooner because she was pregnant. Obviously, they didn't know. But I think regardless of whether she was pregnant or not, dude, they should have taken the championship off of her anyway at WrestleMania by having Sheena beat her. I, I maintain that. I thought that was dumb to not have... Sheena beat Becky. I thought that was really silly because Sheena lost again at Money in the Bank. She's not ruined by any means. Mm. But, you know, Asuka, I like a lot. I just feel like not been there, done that with her, but she doesn't feel like a threat at all. She was one half of the tag team champions for a while, did nothing with those championships for the most part, uh, which because those titles just don't mean anything. And Asuka doesn't really feel like the same badass that she was a couple of years ago, but you have a legitimate badass right now. And Sheena Baszler, that they didn't put the championship on. So it's a very odd situation. You said WrestleMania next year. I think it's going to be a lot longer than that, dude, until we see Becky Lynch again. I feel like that's not getting talked about enough in terms of like, oh, everyone's happy for Becky, and that's awesome. But I think it's also important to note, this is a woman they put all their 
Uh, they put all their eggs in one basket with Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. We are probably not going to see her again for a very long time. I'm going to say at least two years. She gives, you know, she gives birth in December. She said that doesn't mean she'll be back in a couple of months. Um, I highly doubt that, especially with Rollins being on the road as well. I just don't see that being a possibility. I know she wasn't Raw Women's Champion, but JoJo, the former Raw uh, uh, ring announcer, mm-hmm. who's currently married to Bray Wyatt, or I think they're married, I don't know. She had a baby about a year and a half ago. We have not seen her since. She's been completely off the show. She never came back. So um, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think her career is over. I think we will see her again, but it might be a long time. Ronda Rousey took time off to go get pregnant. We have not seen her since. And she wanted to get pregnant, and we just I don't think she's gotten pregnant yet. So yeah. And, I mean, that's going to be a whole other process. So it, it, it's pretty uh, – it's pretty crazy to think that we've seen Becky on TV so consistently for so long now. Now we're not going to see her at all for a very long stretch of time. Now I know it's um, you know, tough to kind of put it into perspective because there are no fans in the crowd. But like, what do you, what do you expect from Oscar as now uh, Raw champion? Well, first of all, she's the Grand Slam champ. I did see that she's now a Raw Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion. Uh, women's tag champion NXT women's champion so congrats to her uh, Grand Slam uh, champion all across the board but now I ask that because you know Drew is the, is the main champion on Raw I, I just don't want the fans or anybody to be like well Drew did not draw people because of what's going on or I just seen the numbers and the ratings the ratings keep going down and they put the blame on Drew because he's a champion so it's, it's kind of you know, he's in a very tough spot. So now someone like him or even someone like Oscar now being the champion to kind of replace, you know, Becky Lynch. Like, what's out there for Oscar? Like, what do you expect from her now as a as Raw champion? Well, I will say it's not Drew's fault. It wasn't no. Becky's fault. It's not Oscar's fault. I mean, the damage has been done, dude. This is years and years yeah. and years of the company not giving people enough of a reason to want to watch the shows. And the current pandemic doesn't help either. There was this mindset among fans like, oh, rating is going to skyrocket. There's nothing else on TV. But like, I mean, I'm not saying this is everyone, but you got to think everyone out of work right now what's the first thing they're going to be cutting the cable cord if they're if they're watching raw and they can't afford to pay for cable anymore that's the first thing they're going for in my opinion i would assume mm. so a lot of people just aren't watching Raw. just because people are home with nothing to do does not mean they're going to gravitate towards professional wrestling i just don't think that that and then it's a very dumb mindset to have um i mean the ratings have gone down but they've been going down for years though so it's not a drew thing it's not a becky thing it's a, it's the company's fault for not creating new stuff sooner not giving people enough of a reason in recent years to want to continue to tune in they're doing their best i hate the idea of the wild card rule coming back that's a whole other rant for another time yeah but um i'm sorry what was your original question about the ratings no it was more like like what do you expect from oscar now oh, as right, right right yeah um so with oscar I'm not sure. I'm willing to give it a chance. I'm I'm willing to see what they have planned for the aftermath because I was not a fan of her winning the briefcase. I like Asuka, and I realize it could have been worse, too. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, screw this company, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they could have easily had Nia Jax win, which I think would have been incredibly dumb considering how bad she is and how terrible it would have been to see her as Raw, a Raw Women's Champion again, at least at this point in time. So Asuka, it wasn't the worst option by any means. But again, as I said earlier, to me... It's an odd choice 
And maybe this is their way of rehabbing her. If they can make her a badass from here on out, then I'm all for it. But based off what I've seen in the last six months to a year, I'm, I do not buy Asuka as a threat whatsoever. Just because she's won most of her matches means absolutely nothing because she's beating losers. And, I mean, she beat losers in NXT, but she was presented as a threat. I mean, Liv Morgan wins a majority of her matches. Does that make her a badass? No, it doesn't. Um, I mean, you know, Asuka, just with the whole yelling thing, maybe I'm definitely in the minority here. I know a lot of people think it's the best thing on the show. Uh I find it absolutely terrible. I hate it. The whole yelling, screaming thing, I think it's so stupid and obnoxious and not in like a heel heat type of way in 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 a way where I just want to change the channel. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, so I just think it's terrible. So hopefully her matches can make up for that and they can have good feuds. Don't really know where you go from here. It's kind of the same issue they had with Asuka when she was the NXT Women's Champion, albeit that was under different circumstances because they, you know, uh, purposely, they deliberately called her up to the main roster. Becky, they had no choice with in, in terms of her leaving. But remember, Asuka n- defeated everyone, dude in that women's division in NXT. So when she left, and no one beat her, by the way, everyone else in comparison looked like losers. And that NXT women's division suffered for a long time because of that. I couldn't buy into Ember Moon because she lost to Asuka God knows how many times. Couldn't buy into the Iconics, Lacey Evans, whoever was down there, Nikki Cross at that point. And I feel like they're suffering, that they have that same problem right now with Raw because Becky's beaten everyone. And because she's beaten everyone, no one feels like a threat. Maybe Sheena, but she did lose at WrestleMania. Um, Nia Jax is just terrible. Asuka's been beaten multiple times. Don't really can't buy into her right now. Kyrie's saying they've beaten into oblivion by this point. Um, you know, Natalia, what can I say about Natalia at this point? So, mm. I don't know. They really need to rehab both Asuka and the Raw Women's Division. And if you thought it was bad a year ago when, you know, Ronda Rousey left, and I know I certainly did, and they were only really building around Becky, now they don't even have her. So, like, to me, I'm also, I'm also curious, too, dude, to think... Do you think it's a question? I'll ask you this, Randy. They put all their eggs in one basket with Ronda Rousey for a year. Okay. They build her up, build her up, build her up. And they had her get beat at WrestleMania. So she went out on her terms. Right. But like she's gone. And then the raw women, the the entire women's division and both brands is left with really no one to build around aside from the four horse women. Becky, they build around her, a current fresh face, current star. And then she gets pregnant. Do you think this changes the company's chances of wanting to build around someone like a Becky. I mean, with guys, you know, I mean, just they don't get pregnant. Like with a woman, I mean, this has never really happened before from what I can remember. I know Karma Awesome Kong uh-huh. got pregnant about maybe a decade ago. She wasn't the champion, but they again, they pushed her really heavily when she first came in. Uh-huh. She got pregnant. We never saw her again. I think she was in the Rumble once, but that was about it. Uh, with Becky, do you think that this changes how they portray the women and other stars in terms of, okay, we don't know if this person's going to be around six months from now. So why would we go all the way with them? Nah, I think, I think no matter what, I think they're going to, they're going to showcase the best person on the roster. And when that time comes, I think for them, it's like, listen, we're going to push you to the moon, but once you get pregnant, it's just like, all right, then, then, you know, we'll, we'll just go our way. I mean, you can't really predict that. So, um, it, it just it, it, it's weird because you know she like you mentioned she peaked at, at 
uh, a whole year ago. And from that point on till now, there's no telling her when, you know, her and Seth were going to get together and when she was going to get pregnant. I'm, I'm laughing over here. Like, you know, Ronda Rousey left the company to get pregnant and Becky got pregnant before she did. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, I know. I, that, I, that, I, I, that, I, I was thinking that was one of the first things I thought on Monday. I didn't want to take away from the moment. Didn't want to sound like an <laughs> asshole either. So I didn't say that. But that was the first thing I thought of like, wow, Ronda left to get pregnant and she can't even do that apparently i mean that's her own business so who knows <laughs> but becky gets pregnant i would i would assume that is a surprise i cannot imagine this was planned this must have been an unplanned uh, unplanned pregnancy and then uh she got pregnant so i mean right. and that that's going to be a lot of uh storyline fodder when uh, when becky and ronda are, be- are both back in the ring maybe it can be a, a tag team match with becky and her newborn versus ronda and her newborn hey, at some there you point. go that'd be an awesome wrestlemania main event there you go but i think to answer your question i think they just you know they have to know in the back of their mind for any woman on the roster is like you know like let's say charlotte for example down the road she gets pregnant by andrade it's like all right you, you gotta know um you gotta be you gotta be, be prepared for that so um i think is i i don't look at it very unfortunate i think for them like damn becky's going now we're like what do we do but hey it just opens the doors for other people to step up and, and create you know, continue to make new stars or, you know, build build on their stardom. So like now, I can say me me and you could be like, listen, they they kind of fucked up with Oscar for a little here and there. She was on top of the world at one point with the with the streak, and now she was in this comedic tag team role. Like maybe now this is a time where they can kind of build her back up and uh, to go away from the tag team scene, away from the comedic scene, and be a, a true real. Uh, champion and, and stuff like that. So now, w- whether she's heel or or face, I don't know. But I think it'll be interesting to see um, how she does as as champion. I think she's better as a champion as opposed to chase mode. If that makes sense. So no, it does. I agree. Uh, but not having Becky, not having Ronda. Uh, uh, I mean, you still got Sasha, you got Bailey, you got Charlotte. But listen, at some point, it's gonna happen to, happen to them too. But they they just got to keep on building on what they got. Um, so we'll see, man. I, I really think I'm not. I give it. Well, Maine is in March next year, so I think that's the earliest you can see Becky. I don't think she'll be at Rumble or no shit like that. Um, if the timetable is December, then I'm guessing Mania, if not maybe SummerSlam of next year is when you see Becky back. But damn, it's a fucking long time. <laughs> Dude, that's what I'm saying, though. I don't even think, I, I don't want people to get their hopes up for next year because there's a very good chance that she doesn't come back at all. Like how many mm. times, I mean, I guess Mickey James got pregnant, not while she was with WWE. I don't know how she, long she wasn't wrestling for, but like... I know Maurice had a kid, and then she wrestled maybe a couple months later, but not on a full-time schedule. She did one match, and that was it, actually. She re-retired again after that because then she yeah. had another kid. So it's like, again, what what's stopping Becky from not coming back and also from you know wanting to have a second kid or wanting to stay at home? Because her and Seth are on the road. So it's not like... Like with Miz and Maurice, they were a unit on TV for a while there before Maurice got pregnant. And it stunk that, I mean, it's great that she got pregnant, but they kind of cut short their on-air partnership. And she hasn't really been back as a regular character in the show since because someone's got to stay home with the kid. You know, there's really not many instances where I, from what I can recall anyway, uh, for that two superstars have a child and they're both on the road together. When Brie and Brian had their daughter, Brie retired a couple years ago to take care of the kid and, and Brian was still on the road. So I just, uh, with Rollins and Becky being top stars, I cannot see a scenario where they're both back at the same time as if nothing ever happened. So 
I don't honestly, dude, I think it's going to be a long time. I don't know how long I know they have maternity leave and stuff like that with the women, but I don't know. I just don't think it's going to be anytime soon. I really feel like it won't be in like 2022 at the earliest. Damn. Uh, two more before I let you go. Uh, Sami Zayn is no longer the Intercontinental Champion. I think they, uh, they stripped him of, of the title. They're doing a, a tournament beginning on, on, on Friday for SmackDown to, to crown a new IC champion. I think he's not competing because of the whole coronavirus stuff and just kind of playing the safe. And he has, I think the last time he defended it was at WrestleMania. So, um, are you surprised? Are you surprised that they did this? And in all reality, that rule, hey, if you don't defend in like a month or so, we're gonna strip you of the title. Like, do you think that they just knew Sami Zayn was like, nah, fuck that, I'm not gonna perform at all, so you can take the belt away from me, or the fact that he has not defended the belt in about a month or so, or, or, or more than that? Well, I mean, I think it's the former in that. He had told them, hey, I won't be back anytime soon. Probably not until this thing dies down a lot like Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, I mean, which I respect his decision. That being what – what I don't understand about this whole thing, Randy, is that he was making appearances on SmackDown leading up to WrestleMania. He was on the MTPC shows. They knew this thing wouldn't be done anytime soon. I think – most of us kind of got that just a while ago. It's not like we thought, oh, there's going to be fans back in the building by May. We knew it would be a lot longer than that. So it's not Zane's fault. I assume that Zane Owens being another one. I know Owens got hurt, but I think he also said in an interview that he's being home. He's at home for the sake of his own family, too, which, again, I respect. Yeah. Um, Owens kind of had to win to WrestleMania just because that was the nature of the story of him and Rollins. With Zane, though, did they – I mean – they knew that he had it was going to be taking time off. I would assume, right? Mm-hmm. Like they had, he he probably would have told. I, I I find it very hard to believe they would have him win at WrestleMania, and then he says, "Hey, I'm not going to show up at all after this." Like that just it doesn't add up to me. So what the hell happened here? If they knew that he wasn't going to be there, why would they have him beat Daniel Bryan? The story didn't call for him to beat Bryan. I figured he would beat Bryan, but if this was what was going to happen, why not just have Daniel Bryan win the championship? Like it is that to me, that just doesn't make any sense. Um, I know they're doing this to create content for the show. It's a tournament. They love their freaking tournaments. They're doing one right now in NXT. Of course. I love me a tournament, but it's like, I just, I don't know. Just give Brian the championship in that case. I just thought it was really weird. So, uh, yeah, I assume he won't be back anytime soon. Unless, unless they do some sort of like, uh, what they did with Sean and Razor. You know, Sean was, uh, was, was a champion. He got suspended. And then they had a tournament, and Razor won the belt, and he got a new belt. But Sean was like, no, I'm the real champion. And they put up both belts in a fucking ladder match at WrestleMania. Unless, unless, they're doing, unless they're going down that route where they do a tournament, and they crown, let's say, Daniel Bryan as the new uh, IC champion, and, and Zayn comes back, hey, listen, I'm the real champion. And they both have their belts, and they do a fucking ladder match. And other than that... I, I just found it like wow, like okay, they they strip Sami Zayn at the belt, like then I, I, I don't know, I, I find it very weird, you know. Yeah, no, they could do something like that, but again, I mean, you also have. To, I'm I'm very glad they didn't say oh because Zayn hasn't defended the championship in over thirty days, that's why we're stripping him. Yeah, you can't go back to that logic. For, I like that rule a lot. The issue is you can't bring it up when when it's convenient. How many times has Brock held the world championship and he wouldn't be around for three or four months? You, <laughs> you, you can't use that bullshit. I know. I know this is different in the sense that 
They didn't take the belt off of Brock because they knew he would be back in like January or for SummerSlam or for Survivor Series and so on. I get that. And at this point, we don't know when this is going to be over. So they can't go four months without the Intercontinental Champion. Right. Especially at a time where SmackDown needs all the help it can get. Um, you know, SmackDown's dropping like flies, you know, left and right between Roman and now Sammy. And it's just, it's very unfortunate. Um, at, at the same time, though, I know, they, thankfully, they're not using that logic. But I don't know. I just find the whole thing to be very weird. Sammy's tweeting about it. So it's not like, oh, we're going to take the championship. And they tagged him in the tweet. It's not like there's any heat there, I would assume. Yeah. So uh, at least they're going to try to make the most of it. But then just why have him win the champ? Like, why? he should never even have won the championship in the first place. And I love Sammy Zayn. When he won the belt two months ago, it was in, so random because he beat Braun Strowman. They never went back to that. And then it was just so weird. And this character has won maybe one or two matches in the last two years literally so i'm not exactly sure why he would have won the championship anyway but anyway I, well, I guess we'll see what they do with it i'm intrigued to see who comes out on top i assume it probably would be a daniel bryan they could give it to a baron corbin hopefully not um i mean nakamura cesaro are pretty damaged i mean they're gonna really have to rebuild those guys i don't know but i'm interested to see what they do starting on friday um last one anything from aew or nxt this week um, I thought both shows were good. NXT, they had new NXT Tag Team Champions crowned in Imperium. They had Timothy yeah. Thatcher turn on Matt Riddle. Um, I thought they had a good main event. They're building to pff, something. Oh, they're building to their TakeOver In Your House show, which was announced last night. Very cool. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're talking about that soon, so that's awesome. Very, very excited for that on the exact 25-year anniversary of In Your House today. Right. And then... From Dynamite, not much. I thought Hardy, Omega, Santana, and Ortiz had a good tag team match. They're building the double or nothing. Doesn't feel like double or nothing season at all because all the matches feel completely rushed. And just Moxley and, and Moxley and, and Brody Lee is so random because it comes completely out of nowhere. Brody Lee just showed up. Doesn't have many wins under his belt. It's just very odd to me. Yeah. Um, and just, I don't know, Luke Harper is a world championship challenger right now. Just seems very stupid. So I'm not a big fan of that. I wouldn't pay. I mean, I'm a Bleach Report writer, so I get it for free anyway. But um, yeah. I mean, if I, if I wasn't and I had to pay for it, I would not be paying 50 bucks for this pay-per-view. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Absolutely not. But uh, overall, I thought both shows were good. Um. I knew I had one more. Did you see the first episode of the, the the Taker documentary? I did, and I loved it. It's about 55 minutes in length. Uh, for people that want to check it out, it's absolutely must-see. I've already seen people call it one of the greatest documentaries the company's ever done, and I have to agree. We've never seen Taker in this life before, at least, and not in a very long time. Mm. So, um, yeah, definitely check it out. I'm looking forward to the rest of the parts coming up, I think, this Sunday, the following Sunday, then two more in June. But, um, yeah, I thought it was awesome. Graham Matthews, Bleach, uh, Bleacher Report, fan-sided DDT. My man, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Randy, and I'll talk to you next week. All right, man, take it easy. See you, brother. All right.